This is so wizarding. You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 486 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm a bird. I'm a plane. I'm a superhero. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to Soul Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's our review of Invincible Season 2, Part 1. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Aubrey Litchfield, welcome back. We missed you last week. How was your Thanksgiving? I was all right. Um, I am... Uh, moving over to full time at my job, so that was pretty exciting. Um, my background check finished and everything over the the holiday break um, that we had, and I worked my other job, so I I only really had Thanksgiving off in uh, Sunday. So I like originally I I was given Friday off, but I ended up working my other job Friday and Saturday. So it's kind of like double dipping where I was getting holiday pay, but I was also getting regular pay from actually working. So it was kind of nice. Um, my brother had a baby in September, so uh, we he didn't want to cook this year. So we ended up uh, having one of my friends rents a food truck and he does like barbecue and he smokes everything. So we just had him uh, smoke us a turkey and ham and brisket and we picked that up and all we had to worry about was like sides. So it was pretty good. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun and it, it was really good. You're making me hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are glad you are back. Markellis Reagans, how was your Thanksgiving? Well, I didn't get any uh, smoked brisket. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, like, it was I really good. Ate my face off for Thanksgiving, but suddenly I'm like hungry again. What the hell, Aubrey? Um, yeah, my Thanksgiving was good. Uh, we had the traditional stuff, turkey, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, all of the good stuff. Lots of leftovers. So, uh, yeah, I'm still eating it right now. Uh, I'm sure we're coming up on the end of its term. Uh, regarding the leftovers but uh yeah i'm still enjoying it it was nice to have a few days off of work and um got to sit around and watch movies and eat turkey so it was great what about you joy how was your thanksgiving oh man uh much like aubrey uh, i had a crazy work schedule so i had i worked sunday 3 30 to 2 p.m then i had monday and tuesday off then i worked wednesday 12 to 6 so 12 in the afternoon till six at night, which was just wild because I was not used to being at work that late. And then after I got out at six, I immediately drove up to job number two and I worked seven to 10 
because it was the day before Thanksgiving. So technically, you know, we're prepping for Black Friday stuff. Right. I had to work 4 a.m. to 2 on Thanksgiving. And then because we, we don't close at job number one, like for anything. So we were open on Thanksgiving and that was really weird. It was really slow at the beginning of the day. And then around like 10 o'clock, it was just absolutely mind numbingly insane for the rest of my shift. So just had a line practically out the door. <laughs> really? Was it all like cranberry sauce and gravy? Yeah, it was a lot of people that were like, oh shit, I forgot. I don't know, like aluminum foil or, right. you know, stuffing or whatever. I mean, we have some grocery stuff and it was just like insane. And and some lady was just like, thank God you guys are open today because, you know, we had talked about this last week, Mark, when we talked about the movie Thanksgiving, but most places are closed on Thanksgiving. But in the past, there had been stores that were open yep. uh, on Thanksgiving like grocery stores, there had been some. I know when I worked at Whole Foods, we were open on Thanksgiving. There was there were a couple of some places were open just in the morning, or they opened, you know, ten to two or something like that in case people forgot stuff. Uh, almost everything was closed this year. Like almost everything was closed to the point where like we were one of very few places open. So it was just like people were bombarding us. It was absolute insanity, but it made the time go by fast. So that was good. <laughs> And, you know, I, I went home, I, I napped for like 45 minutes. I went to my in-laws and we ate turkey and stuffing and all the regular Thanksgiving stuff. And it was amazing. And uh, then I immediately went home afterwards and went to bed because I had to work the next day. Oh. <laughs> I worked 4 a.m. to 2 and then I uh, drove up to the mall and worked at job number two uh, from three to seven. And it was Black Friday. It was just weird. It was it, it was busy, but not busy. It's not like it used to be, but the the traffic around the mall was absolutely crazy. And it took me so long to even find a parking space. It was frustrating because I had an hour in between jobs. So I'm like, oh, sweet. I can uh, take a nap in my car. And I was only able to take a nap for like 15 minutes, which sucked, which made me feel worse than if I hadn't taken a nap at all. <laughs> but eventually, uh, yeah, I worked till seven and I got the hell out of there and immediately went home and went to bed because I had to work at 4 a.m. the next day. Wow. <laughs> I worked 4 a.m. to 12. I had Sunday off and now I'm back at it again today. Uh, but I had enough time to, you know, get in uh, watching Invincible and a couple other things. So, you know, the good news, the very good news is uh, I now have watched <laughs> 159 new release hey. movies that are new to me movies. <laughs> it's nice. first time watches for the year. So I'm saving my number 160 for next week when. I go to the movies for the podcast, but I, I have hit 159. So there's no worries. I will hit my goal for the years. <laughs> nice. Congratulations. Thanks. And it was funny in my Facebook memories today. I, it was like one or two years ago. It was like, oh, I'm watching my 100th first time watch movie of the year. <laughs> like, wow, that was, that was a pretty weak amount right there. <laughs> You're like rookie. Look at his rookie. <laughs> 59 movies ahead of this person, but not all of them are winners, but you know, we had, we had a, we had a pretty, pretty rough week. Actually. I watched, uh, I'm not recommending any of these movies, but I watched uh bad CGI sharks. Wait, that's the name of the movie. Yes. <laughs> it, the, the truth is right there in the title, dude. Well, it's a like parody, like comedy where people are being attacked by sharks sometimes in their own home, like not, sometimes not even in water. And they're like, it's, it's really bad special effects, like on purpose, like, bad special effects have come to life and are attacking people. 
Um, the premise just sounds hilarious to me, and I was really excited, and it was just awful. It was like excruciatingly bad. It was not funny. It was boring. I maybe laughed like twice the whole thing. It was just wait. It was like try hard with a vengeance. It just okay. wasn't happening. I finally watched Battle Beyond the Stars. I'd never seen that before. Holy shit. That's classic, dude. I know. John Boy from the Waltons uh, yeah. in, a, in a really bad Star Wars wannabe movie. It was very boring. <laughs> And then I we had a screener. Stu already reviewed it, so I didn't have the pressure to watch it at any certain point. But I watched Onyx, The Fortuitous, and The Talisman of Souls. That's all one movie. Yeah, it's uh this guy that does Onyx, The Fortuitous, is like his online character. Like it's like, like an online thing, like some sort of meme thing that I've never seen or heard of. But it's like he's basically Aubrey. It's like um like the type of people that would come into GameStop and talk to us. If that makes any sense. He's like a virgin, like nerd guy. Somehow he gets sucked up in a like satanic cult type thing. And it's supposed to be funny, but it was, it was two hours long and it was just barely like sensible chuckles, like maybe every 20 minutes. So it was, it was rough. Yeah, this is probably his only chance to make a movie or to get a movie about him made. So yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go full tilt. I guess so, but you know, we didn't need killers of the flower moon version of this fucking character. We just, <laughs> it was, it was just too long, man. There, there's a funny like hour and 10 minute movie in here somewhere. Cause there were a couple times where like, you know, that character being in the situation had some like laughs, but it was just beyond. Again, I always go back to that mall rats, uh, DVD commentary You have a movie about a satanic cult thing you better get him to the fucking satanic cult <laughs> like 45 minutes before he even like entered the house where they were they, oh, they were having the ritual i'm like please kill me right now this is awful <laughs> so yeah i'm not gonna review I, I i should review it for tiktok but i just i don't want to i don't want to burn that bridge with screen box but it, it was it was trash <laughs> okay so it is what it is but yeah i mean uh, i'm close to my goal so you know life's good life's good but you know enough about us Let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Is Your Podcast. All right, everybody, you can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com, and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV, and movie reviews, along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise t shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent Soul Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find Soul Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, Cult 45, The Movie Podcast, Superhero Speak, 
and the Gorilla Brain Podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests. You have to do a Google Calendar. And then you build a following. It takes a long time. And I've been working on it for a while. Okay? And we are back. All right, guys. Invincible Season 2, Part 1, dropped a few weeks ago. The episodes came out weekly on Amazon Prime. Uh, we got an early screener of it, and Adam checked it out, reviewed it for our YouTube channel, and he absolutely loved it. Uh, I don't have the time to <laughs> sit down and watch four straight hours of it uh, on a week when we're also reviewing other stuff and trying to watch 159 movies. But we uh, waited till it all was out, so all of you would have a chance to see it, too. And now we're going to review it. So as always, we'll start non-spoiler. So you'll get our impression of what we thought without ruining for you. If you haven't seen it, then Markellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. The rest of you can stick around. And if you haven't seen it, you can bounce. But you'll at least know what we thought. So before we get into that, did you like season one? Now, I cannot remember, Aubrey, if you were on the show when we did season one. I mean, I know you were a part of the show. I'm not talking about like. 2014 or something. <laughs> I'm not talking about yeah. January 2014. I just can't remember if you were on the episode when we did the first season. I believe that I was um, because I remember um, having to watch season one. <laughs> did you like it? Were you a fan? I really wasn't. Wow. Um, I I wish that I could say I was because Max really enjoyed this show and um, I just I couldn't get into it. Wow. Okay. So obviously you weren't really looking forward to season two. Right. Yeah. You know, you could have begged out, right? You know, you, you didn't have to. We, we understand. I you know, all right. It's okay. Well, don't worry. You don't have to come back next week, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later on. Mark Ellis Reagans, were you a fan of season one? Yeah, I actually was a, a big fan of season one. I thought the, the story, you know, even though it was kind of, the book has been around forever. The comic books have been around forever and they are super popular. So it is kind of hard to not know how the story is going to go because it's so popular. Uh, but I actually did manage to stay away from it. So yeah, uh, a lot of the stuff that happened in season one was new to me. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. It's one of those things where, you know, you see that book everywhere and it's like, why is this so popular? So uh, it was cool to watch the show instead of <laughs> buying multiple, multiple books. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, I know you were looking forward to season two. I was also a huge fan of season one. I had read the comic up to a point. I fell off. I don't know, probably halfway through and not because the comic was bad. It's just like, it's hard sometimes to keep up on stuff and it's expensive. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, my days of uh, being a Wednesday warrior and dropping $200 a week on comics are long gone. So it, it's, it's tough. Mostly, you know, when it's stuff like this, nowadays I would catch up either online or <laughs> I would uh, I would buy the trade. I would wait for there to be trades and I'd slowly buy them. Like I've been slowly buying like Immortal Hulk through Amazon. You know, I have the first like seven volumes, and then if the next one goes on sale at some point while I'm flipping through, I'll be like, oh, okay, for like six dollars, I'll buy that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I'm not out there like pounding the pavement every Wednesday anymore. It's just most of the books I read, I read to review on TikTok or whatever. So it's, uh, it's tough, but yeah, I loved the comic and uh, I loved the first season. So I was pretty excited for season two. 
And now we've got to tell you what we thought about it. Non-spoiler. So absolutely no spoilers. I think I know the answer to this one. But Aubrey Litchfield, what did you think of season two, part one? It's really boring. I am just not an adult animation fan. (laughs) Um, I wish that I could be. And I'm I'm just really not. Wow. All right. (laughs) Mark Ellis Regans. Uh, You know what? Uh, I want to say, Aubrey, I can kind of understand where you're coming from. That's why a lot of people just wait for the live action adaptations of things instead of watching a cartoon. So I can I can understand that. I it's really hard to judge the story so far because we only get the first half of the season. But everything that I've seen so far, for the most part, I really enjoyed. Like, I really, really enjoyed. I really like where it started and where it's going. Um, But I'm hoping that the the back four uh, or however, however many there are after this uh, is a little bit better. Okay. Um, I am going to fall closer to Mark, obviously, (laughs) because I liked the first season quite a bit. Um, I think this is a little, it feels a little more disjointed than the first season. I don't know. Maybe that's them knowing that they have like, they were renewed for, I think two or three more seasons. So like there's, they they don't have as much oomph to be like, okay, we got to get all the cool stuff in right away because we might get canceled. Um, so I, I actually could see where Aubrey's coming from too, because um, there's a lot more character stuff in this than a lot, than just slam bang superhero action. But I mean, for the most part, if you liked season one, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't like season two. I certainly enjoyed it, but I have a couple reservations, but there's absolutely no way to talk about them without spoiling it. So it looks like we've got a, a clear thumbs down and some <laughs> thumbs wavering uh, in the middle and up. So if you haven't seen Invincible season two, part one, now is the time for you to bounce. The rest of you stick around. We're going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil Invincible. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. This is a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. So let's start, as always, with things that we liked. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, you did not like this at all, but was there anything that you liked about it? Not really. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that sounds awful to say. It's just, um, it's really not my genre at all. It's not, it's nothing that I would enjoy. I mean, it's superheroes, so I, I do enjoy superheroes, don't get me wrong. It, it's based on a comic book. I enjoy that. But it's adult animation, and I really just I can't get into adult animation except for like South Park, and so it's it's I mean it's interesting the things that they develop, but I also like watch it, and all I can see is DC Comics and like the Justice League and all of them. So then it it's it takes me right out of what would be what I would be praising them for is this creativity, but it's like I, I've seen this I've. I've been there, done that. Hmm. Okay. Markellis Rick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I cannot wait until the day we review like Lord of the Rings or Spawn or something that, you know, Mark, there is, there is an, or this is going to be Aubrey's like Waterloo. If we want to, you know, tie it into something currently in theaters, which is Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean it, it's I loved him in Bill and Ted's excellent adventure so hopefully this is more of the same but 
uh, Aubrey's Waterloo is coming because next year at some point, and I, I, I'd have to look at the schedule. I have the I have the show mapped out through May next year, but okay. I have to. I think it's further out than that. There is an animate adult animated Lord of the Rings movie coming out. Oh God, it's fucking Aubrey's Inception. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the one. That's gonna be the one that turns it all around. I We're hope. gonna be me and you. Got to be on there and be like, oh, it's boring. It's people fucking walking. <laughs> Anyway, this is a cinematic gold. <laughs> All right. Everyone's uh, voiced by Tom Hardy. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So things I liked. Um, I thought the opening was actually pretty cool because the end of the first season, you know, our hero got this this shit beat out of him big time. And you know, when they start this one off. You know, it, oh yeah, we're in spoilers. When we start this one off, it looks like Mark just accepted it and you know teamed up with his dad, and it all made sense. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a bold move to start. Uh, and then they, you know, kind of introduce it's a multiverse thing, and I'm like, oh god, we, we cannot get away from the fucking multiverse. Um, but I thought that that first episode was actually really cool. I really liked the villain, the real villain story. Or his origin story. I liked his idea and what he was, what he wanted to do. Uh, there's this fantastic thing that they did in the first season where someone would be talking and then they would say the word invincible. But before they say that word, they would bring up the title card. So they'll say, Oh my God, look over there. It's, and then it'll say invincible, written by Robert Kirkman, blah, blah, blah. So you never actually heard them say it. And then in a first episode of this, they kept playing with that. <laughs> And they kept having the people in the, in the show go, oh, he must be at pause. And you're waiting for the title card to come up. And they just go invincible. And then the title card never comes up uh, until like the very, very end, which I thought was really funny because they kind of set it up in the first season and then uh, kind of joked around with the audience for for the second season. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, I think it's episode three, where they, they cut the show away from being about invincible. <laughs> Because him and his girlfriend are banging. Yeah, because him, him and his girlfriend go to college and uh, they're alone. So they get a little, you know, alone time. And a show just cuts to Alan's show and he gets his own title card and everything. Uh, and then his story is over and they go back to Mark and Amber and they're still like getting busy. And the narrator's like, oh, 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 we can't go back to that. So uh, that I actually thought was really funny. They were they were moaning over the end credits, too. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I did not even catch that. Um, so yeah, I thought the uh, the the way that they're playing with the audience and some of those jokes I thought were really funny. Uh, and then there's, uh, well, yeah, we are in spoilers when Mark uh, at the beginning of episode four is reunited with his dad after all of that shit went down. And I thought uh, Stephen Yoon's performance as Mark because he's still like fuck you, dad. Like he's so angry and he has to go through so many emotions of he's he's glad to be back with his dad but his dad did try to kill him and you know his dad lied to him he has to deal with all of these emotions and i thought his performance in that episode in particular was amazing uh, i like that it is you know to aubrey's point it does kind of look like a old justice league kind of cartoon with the style but i like that they let the actors like really dig into it. They don't act like cartoon characters. They act like real people. Uh, and I really enjoyed uh, Steven, Steven Yoon's performance uh, in episode four. I thought he was, he's great throughout the show, but he was really good in that episode. So yeah, that's it. That's pretty much all I liked. 
All right. Um, you know, I love the animation. I like the characters. I like the voice acting quite a bit. I agree with you, Mark. I think for the most part, all of the voice actors are awesome in this. And a lot of them are name people that we we know and have watched and things and loved and things, whether that's Stephen Yoon, Walton Goggins. Um, mm-hmm. But they all fall right into their characters. Like, I, I'm not pulled out of it any at any point, even though it feels like stunt casting to have like J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm never pulled out of it. I'm never like, oh, it, it's J.K. Simmons. Like, I. I think that's a testament to the script and to the voice acting that I'm, I'm pulled into the show and not out of it by there being name actors in it. I didn't realize his girlfriend was Zazzy beats until I was just looking at the cast. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good job. Uh, voice actors and animation. I, I just, I, I enjoy the, uh, the, the series overall. There, there's not a lot to be like, Oh, this, 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 this specifically. I agree with you, Mark, the scene where he finds his dad then finds out he has a brother. Um, <laughs> That's purple for some reason. <laughs> right. So when an alien that's like a buff older dude bangs a bug, they have a baby that looks human, but is purple. Right. Exactly. Aubrey, does that, does that sound right? Does that sound like that's how, you know, things work in, in life? I think so. I mean, that's how Noah came out. Purple. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I will say, I think my favorite scene in the whole four episode swing was, after we get through the fact that it's an alternate universe, the beginning, and then it's him saving people, but kind of being depressed while Radiohead was playing. Oh, right. Yeah. It was probably my favorite part of the whole four episodes. <laughs> I love that song. And uh, for it, it, it just matched up really well. There were a couple times during the season where they matched the show with real music that worked really, really well. And I liked his mom's storyline. As well, even though it had nothing to do with superpowers, really, it's just her going through trauma. I think right. I appreciated that quite a bit. And I like that they didn't just hand wave away everything that happened in season one. Like, yes, we had these huge it, it they we had these huge superhero battles, but at the same time, like it happened to be real people, like real people were affected by it. So I appreciated that as well. But yeah, I just you know, overall, just I mean it's only four episodes, but I really enjoyed what I saw in front of me. But there has to be things we didn't like. And Aubrey, there's got to be a laundry list for you of things you did not like about Invincible Season 2, Part 1. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is that it's it looks like a cartoon for kids. Like, the, the style and everything, it takes me right out of it. And I just, I can't get into it. No matter how much I want to get into adult animation, I just, I can't. It's the same thing with, like, Rick and Morty. Everybody loves Rick and Morty. I can't get into it. All of those shows. I hated, hated Family Guy. Like, I absolutely loathe Family Guy. And so it's really hard for me to watch this and and get into it when, to me, it's just, like, so boring. It's almost like you might as well just be turning on a Western for me. I'm out of it. (laughs) And... On top of that, like the the vulgarity in this show feels forced. It feels like they're trying to hit that target audience and it doesn't feel natural in the dialogue. Like whenever Invincible is swearing, it's just cringy to me. It doesn't sound natural. It doesn't flow at all. It just sounds stupid. Uh, the violence is, is a little bit different because like that 
that did, that doesn't feel as forced as the vulgarity does. The vulgarity, for some reason, just doesn't hit well. And like I said earlier, it just kind of mirrors other comics. So it's hard to appreciate it for being its own entity when it steals so much and is so very blatant about what it is stealing from other comics that it's like, why bother? Why bother even creating your own thing and then labeling it something else? Because you just stole an entire franchise and labeled it as your own. So <laughs> it made it really hard to enjoy it because it just, it's aggravating. Do you think it's because we've seen so much of this now? Like, in a vacuum deconstructing Superman, Superboy or deconstructing the justice league is a great thing to do. There's a lot of content to mine there, but it's been the boys. It's been invincible. It's been uh, injustice. It's been <laughs> in the, a bunch of DC comics and, and the animated series. Do you think it's just too much, too much bad Superman at this point? Yeah. I, I kind of feel that way. And you know, DC does pretty good, decent animations on HBO and they're violent and vulgar, but it's like, I don't know. It just, there's nothing that really pulls me into the story at all. There's nothing that really pulls me into this franchise at all. I don't give a shit about it at all. <laughs> all right. We'll leave you out for season two, part two. <laughs> <laughs> Marcellus Reagans, anything that you did not like about this show? Uh, they're just like nitpicky things. Um, That's okay. You can be nitpicky. That's our job. I like the Adam Eve character. Mm -hmm. I like her a lot. I think she's actually really cool. And she has a, a nice kind of counterbalance to everything else that's going on. Um, but the storyline with her parents, uh, like it tracks. It makes sense. But it feels like they kind of forced it in there. Um, it feels like they're kind of forcing that storyline in there just to give Eve something to do. Uh, cause she's not with invincible, uh, or the, whatever justice league name they, that they are. So the guardians you know, of the globe, there you go. Guardians of the globe. So, you know, whenever there's stuff with Eve and her folks, I'm just kind of like, all right, we can, we can get past this. We can zip past this. So I'm hoping that they're going to do more with that, um, in the second, second half of the season. Uh, and the, the Martian man story, <laughs> which is kind of goofy. And again, it's it's an okay setup, but there's nothing about that storyline that's like that I'm like attached to. You know what I mean? Like I'm not really feeling it. I'm feeling more for the the freaking guy who's like a Walter Goggins sidekick, uh, who he sees himself blow up in a building and then wonders why he's still alive. Like that is interesting. I really liked where that story is going. Um, but the Martian man story that I'm just like, eh, I'm I'm not I'm not really feeling that. You know, I don't remember when the first season came out. It must have been must have been 2020, right? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Yep. So, you know, they've had time to work on this, and it is the first four episodes, and it is a television show, and there's some, like, just amazing, amazing animation that's happening in here, especially during the choreography, um, during the fight scenes. All the choreography is cool. The flying sequences are cool. The blood and gore is awesome. But there's some scenes that just look wonky. You know what I mean? Like, it just looks like they rushed it and it's noticeable. Uh, and obviously this isn't a million dollar Disney animated movie, but uh, even for a TV show, it, there's some scenes that's like, ah, I don't, I don't know. It didn't quite, it, it took me out of it because it looked a little wonky, 
And the last thing is I really liked the the villain, the who they set up as the villain, uh, Angstrom Levy, the guy that can jump through different uh, dimensions or whatever. Um, I like his setup, and he seemed really cool. And you know, when he popped up on screen, I'm interested. I'm, I want to know, like, I want to get more involved in his story. And he's gone through. It feels like most of the show, <laughs> like he has like the the one episode, uh, the first episode. And then I think he makes an appearance in one of the other episodes and then he's pretty much gone. And I'm like, I kind of want to, I want to track his story a little bit more um, so that I can enjoy it when we get to the, the back half of the season. Um, So yeah, I could have used a little bit more of that character, but yeah, that's it. Those, those are all my uh, things that I didn't like. Okay. And I, I think I agree with you definitely about him. He, when he, when he eventually popped up later on, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I had completely like forgot about him after I thought he was defeated and that was the end of it. So yeah, um, I agree with Mark, uh, very nitpicky stuff that I have too. Um, it, Adam Eve storyline is, is, I agree. Very boring. She has to be around, right? <laughs> she has stuff going on much later on. That's important. Uh, she has to be around, but she has nothing to do right now because they're dragging out Mark and his current girlfriend. And <laughs> It's just the, the thing with her parents is stupid. Like at some point, I don't care how proud you are. You're, <laughs> you're going to let your, your family like live in a cardboard box rather than take some money basically from your daughter. Like I, I don't, I, I just don't understand her father's attitude in this towards her. Like it, it just seems really forced and like, really like, I don't know, like straight out of fucking tropes for, yeah <laughs> for something. And it, it just doesn't work. And she's clearly like waifu status and invincible and her need to be together. So like, just let's get it going. <laughs> let's move it along. She's, she's living in a tree house uh, for some reason out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, let, let's get it going guys. Come on. And I think this season feels a lot, like a lot of it feels like it's spinning its wheels and that's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like the, reveal at the end his father is is still alive on the bug planet has a he has a stepbrother blah 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 like that's where we need to get to that's their big cliffhanger ending thing for the season but like they couldn't give it away too early <laughs> so we had four episodes of of stuff some of which was interesting and some of which like mark said the martian guy um, we had to go to Atlantis for some reason. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. And there was nothing wrong with that. I enjoyed that. Like I liked when it was happening, but at the same time, it's like treading a thin line between like a monster of the week show and an actual like ongoing narrative. And, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It, and when the storyline with his dad is so strong and you're like, man, I really want them to get back to, where's Omni-Man, what happened to Omni-Man, blah, 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 to have like Mark go on random adventures to the bottom of the ocean or whatever. It just feels like, God, get to the fireworks factory. (laughs) (laughs) Like like same thing with Adam Eve. Like she she has these annoying storyline where you're just like, God, can we just get on with it already? Can he just break up with his girlfriend? (laughs) I don't want to throw Zazzy beats out out the door for any reason, but at the same time, like let's, let's get moving on, you know? But I mean, that's really it. it. Just some of the pacing is a little weird, and maybe it'll it'll play better when you could sit down and watch all eight episodes in a row. But knowing we had like three hours and forty five minutes ish with this to be like, oh, we're gonna waste time with Invincible's mom going to therapy, <laughs> right? Well, you know, that's that's the 
that's one of the dilemmas of doing a television show is that you have to have like your main storyline. Uh, but then you also have to have these little B and C storylines that have to be interesting. Uh, I actually, I enjoyed the the Debbie storyline of her finding a place where she can fit in, you know, with spouses of superheroes only to be the, the spouse of the superhero that killed like everyone else's spouse. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I thought was like, Jesus. Um, so yeah, I, they're trying to balance a bunch of different storylines and keep that main storyline going. It's whether those B and C storylines are interesting. The Debbie storyline, I actually thought was interesting. Uh, the Adam Eve storyline, not so much. Martian Man, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked Ad- Alan the alien getting his own episode, but then him just dying at the end of it. Like, okay. Like, well, I think, I don't know if he, he didn't necessarily die if i remember correctly i thought that they wrapped him all up and he's in a tube or something yeah and then someone the person that he trusted uh kind of like pulled the plug on him or something like messed him up somehow but i think he's still around i'm pretty sure he's gonna come back and team up with invincible at some point i hope so because spending an entire episode building him up and learning about him just to be able to show that he ain't shit (laughs) when it comes to the vitramites um that, that's a lot. You know, I think we've already established how powerful they are. I don't think I need to see them murdering beloved characters anymore. That like, that got really brutal. So yeah, but for the most part, that's it. I mean, those are really nitpicky things, but yeah, there's not anything horrible to, to dislike. So uh, Mark, obviously you're in for season two, part two. Yeah. I just need more of that villain. I want to know what, what he's going to do to invincible because again, they set him up really cool and that little piece that he he is in with the uh, or Walter Goggins character and the other guy is uh they're female. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really cool. And I love the the setup of of um, Omni Man telling Mark, um, "Don't forget about my books," uh, which I thought was really fucking cool. And then there's Debbie like getting rid of all of the books. <laughs> Aubrey, I'm going to assume you are done with Invincible. Yeah, I really, I, I tried. I can't, I can't okay. get into it. It's okay. We'll get That's you back. Lord yeah, of the Rings is coming. <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna put this on a back burner for now. But when Invincible, okay. the live action movie comes out, uh, you're, you, you're probably gonna have to go see that. All um, right. Well, I am definitely in for season two, part two. Uh, I'm, I don't know if we'll review it on the show or not. I don't even know when it's coming out. Probably next year at some point, but we'll see yeah. what the schedule provides. And uh, yeah, the only thing left to do is to give it a score. Zero to five with five being the best and zero being the worst. What do you got for Invincible Season 2, Part 1, Aubrey Litchfield? I'm going to give it a three because I feel like my After all that, you're is, giving it a three? <laughs> I'm giving it a three because I feel like it's not fair for me to shit all over it because it's just not my thing. And Max really enjoyed it, and you guys seem to really enjoy it. It's just not my thing. So I feel like it deserves a three for merit. (laughs) (laughs) I actually uh, convinced my son to watch Invincible. He had not watched any of it. He had no idea any of it, what it was or anything. I'm like, just watch it. He's like, I don't want to watch it. I'm like, just watch it. 
And he was telling me, you know, all through the first episode of the first season, he's like, this is kind of boring. Why am I watching this? It's stupid. And then he gets to the very end. And Omni-Man kills everybody. And he's like, all right, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He watched all of it in like two days. So <laughs> awesome. Uh, Markellis Reagans, how about you? Yeah. Again, it's really hard to judge the show because we only got the first half of it. So if, mm-hmm. it seems a little unfair to like give it a score, but. You're giving it a score. I'm still going to give it a score. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So based on everything that I, I, I have so far uh, that I've seen so far, I'm going to give it a three and a half uh, because as cool as some of the things are and as cool as some of the setup is, there wasn't really anything that like blew me away where I wanted to give it a four. Uh, but I definitely think it's it's three and a half uh, material. All right. Well, I am actually going to agree with you, Mark Ellis. I'm giving it a three and a half, um, but with an asterisk that that could raise up if part two of season two pays off a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if it completely rules in the back half of the season and all this stuff gets a payoff in crazy cool ways, then it was worth the setup. But if you know we don't find anything interesting happening with Martian Man or Adam Eve's parents, <laughs> I might, we might stay at a three and a half. And if uh, Mark and Adam Eve aren't together at the end of the season, I'd be pretty pissed off at this point. Let's go get out, get going with this. (laughs) She's just hanging out (laughs) in a treehouse, waiting for her turn in the story at this point. (laughs) So, uh, other than that, that that is uh, that's our scores. So maybe we got it right, and maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. And now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. We're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? I'm going to recommend everybody go see Godzilla minus one because that is what I'm going to see on Wednesday in IMAX. So. All right. Well, you know, store your thoughts because we'll be talking about it on the show in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ellis ring. Uh, yeah, I haven't really watched anything new. I've just been trying to get caught up on everything else. So I'm just going to recommend uh, head over to our T public store and get some gear for the holidays, uh, T-shirts, coffee mugs. Uh, baby onesies if there's a new baby in a family uh you know all of that stuff is there you can definitely catch it on the soul wizard podcast website but go through there t public and uh yeah buy some stuff support the show all right well i will recommend that you go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page links to all our youtube and patreon content as well as now movie reviews from our friend Stu from the SWO podcast, all on SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun. You find podcasts, we will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam just dropped an interview with uh, most of the big creative names behind the HBO Max animated series Scavengers Reign. That interview just dropped a few days ago, so go check that out. It's pretty cool. And um, don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com backslash so is our podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. It's the only place to hear us discuss the hottest new trailers and news. So jump on it, support the show, get some extra so wizard in your ears. And uh, I will recommend that you go watch scavengers reign on HBO max because not just because we interviewed people that worked on the show, but because it actually is really good. Uh, it's really cool. Sci-fi. Sorry, Aubrey, uh, more adult animated uh, show. So you might want to skip that one. Aubrey, did you ever see like Akira or like anything like animated that was like that? Um, I mean, I've watched anime and stuff and I'm, 
it just feels different. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, after you're done checking out all our recommendations, jump on to uh, your car, your bike, your motorcycle, wherever you got to get yourself places and head on down to the movie theater and check out Silent Night, the return of John Woo to action. Because that, my friends, is what we will be reviewing next week on the podcast. That is going to do it for episode number 486 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. See you next time. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Riggins. Everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for Silent Night. Good journey. Good journey.